Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Friday, February the 4th, and today I have my friend Mark Sherwood back on the show with me. As you guys might remember, Mark Sherwood is a naturopathic doctor who's also running for governor in the great state of Oklahoma. You guys have heard me say it many times. If you want something to get done right, ask a busy person. This is going to be a great interview. We're going to talk about the importance of natural immunity. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys. So before I get started today, you know, lots of things going on in my little neck of the woods over here. want to just encourage you next Monday again will be class number three for Constitution Alive, which I am hosting here at the Homeschool Resource Center. That is free. You guys can come on out. You can learn the Constitution. Did you know that 99% of Americans do not know the Constitution? They don't know why their freedoms are so important to defend. We've got to understand them so that we can defend them. The Constitution teaches us that this is the most important thing we can do for the rising generation, which really by all intents and purposes is under assault in the culture right now. Uh, and also just for so that we can understand why it's so important that we defend freedom, that we stop saying that that America is inherently racist, that we actually embrace our, our history, warts and all, because we've learned from it right? And so we can't learn from something if we fail to acknowledge it. And not only do the people who are trying to take this country over want to not acknowledge our history, our rightful history, but they want to change it. And we cannot allow that to happen. One of the reasons why I am so thankful to see so many godly people stepping up and stepping onto the battlefield is because we need men and women with discernment, with the, uh, with the power of the living God, really, at, at their disposal to begin to step into positions of authority. That's why I'm so excited about the race for governor in Oklahoma. Mark Sherwood has been on the show with me before. He is a naturopathic doctor. He told me when he was on the show with me today, this dude, okay, so I, I'm laughing. I'm on the, I'm on the, you know, I'm on the call with him. I'm like, I've seen you before. I've seen you before. And he was like, oh yeah, because I was on the world famous power team. These are the people that, uh, that break, you know, license plates in half. So this guy's got a lot going on and I'm just so thrilled to have him back again. Mark, my friend, welcome back to the show. Heidi, thanks for having me. I appreciate that introduction and it brings back good memories of the power team. The ones I can remember at least from hitting my head on too many brick stacks and ice stacks. What in the world? I'm surprised you guys survived. I mean, we would just, we, I watched you a couple of times and I would be like, they're going to die. They're going to yeah. die doing this, but yet you didn't. So congratulations. You, you survived the power team. You should put I'm that on your here. resume. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> I'm still alive. I, yeah. I survived the power team. Last time you were here, we were talking about what's happening in, with COVID, right? With this terrible response to COVID. Uh, since I talked to you, I have had my, my videos taken down off of YouTube because I talked about the death of my dad after he was double vaccinated. He, he contracted mm. COVID and he died from it back in December. Uh, YouTube said that that was misinformation and took it down. I'm like, yeah, you weren't there. You know, I was there. And so this incredible push to squelch the truth, which can only be described as the spirit of the age that you and I were discussing about right before we got on the show. This is spiritual, dude. We're, we're in trouble. So tell uh, our listeners again, for those of you who missed, those of the listeners who missed our first interview, a little bit about you and your history, particularly as it relates to um, taking care of our bodies and what brought you to the point where you are today. And then let's jump into this natural immunity thing. 
So a little bit about my history. You mentioned the power team. I was also a police officer in a large surprise. Metro- yeah, go figure. Um, I was on the SWAT <laughs> team for 10 years during the same time, you know, I was on the power team. And so I was busy. Uh, and then I really got into the idea of healing when um, Heidi, I saw police officers, what I consider dying before their time and the average life expectancy of my department was 66 mm-hmm. years of age. And I thought something's wrong with that. And um, right. that really spans across the United States, by the way, for a little piece of information. It's we police officers don't live very long. So that got me in the quest for trying to understand health, sent me back to school. And now I'm a naturopathic doctor with my wife, uh, my queen, I call her Dr. Michelle. Oh, um, we get to work together every day. She's an osteopath. So we really have the, the best of both worlds. And we have a large staff and to date, Again, point of cool interest, we have been able to deal with 10,000 people so far, close to it anyway, 9,800 something, and have lost zero to COVID. Isn't that cool? Isn't that amazing? Well, I just saw a headline come out. You may have seen it a couple of days ago that in Japan, now they are saying, what do you know? Ivermectin works as 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 a course of early treatment. And that is what we have not been talking about in this country. We're not allowed to talk about early treatment. We're not allowed to say, hey, you can bolster your body's immune system and fight this thing. And instead, people are dying, I think, unnecessarily. They really are. You know, and People have asked us what's been our sort of course of action or our treatment processes. And, and all we've done, I think we all would agree that um, with mortality or, or death from COVID-19, there's things that have a factor. Obviously, we know vaccination right. is a factor, right? We know that obesity is a factor. We know that type 2 diabetes, um, you know, um, hypertension, those are factors. And so what we did originally, Heidi, is we just attacked those co-conditions, We went after those things with a vengeance and we tried to eliminate those. And we had the supposition and our hypothesis, I would say, that if we eliminate all these co-conditions, then the original condition would be nowhere near severe. It would not be lethal. And that has been held true since the beginning of this deal back in March 2020. Wow. And it it seems to me to be criminal on its face. So I started talking about this, you know, back in March of 2020, toward the end of March, when I was like, dude, I smell a rat. Anybody who's who's sensitive to the spirit of the age was scratching their head going, something isn't right. And rather than talk about how we could treat people, the hospitals are saying, you know, and the doctors, you see, you got Krispy Kreme out there, get your vaccine yeah. and we'll give you, you know, donuts for a year, which is contributing to diabetes and to yeah. uh, obesity. We're not talking about how to take care of our bodies anymore and actually come out on the other end of this, not to mention the emotional toll that this is taking, how it is damaging our society, I think, in many ways that are going to take us generations to recover from. Uh, we've forgotten how to even talk to each other anymore. So it seems like a multi-pronged uh, assault, really, on human beings. It was, and it is. And I am very uh, disappointed, to say the least, using that word mildly in our leadership. Because going back to March 2020, I remember this so clear, just you and I are talking today. I remember talking to my wife. We were looking at each other and we say, something's wrong. Because right. we, we watched leadership. Like government leadership, all of them. I'm not, not nobody excluded on that one. We watch medicine, and we watch churches. We watch leaders talk about fear, 
And then we went right back to 2 Timothy 1.7, and God did give us a spirit of fear. What are we doing here? This doesn't make sense. So we knew that it wasn't, as you mentioned, we discerned. It wasn't something that was from God. We suspected evil. And I watched people crawl in holes. I watched them get alone. I watched the government officials that were just goofballs tell us that alcohol stores, liquor stores, and marijuana shops were essential, but churches were not. And it was horrific as I watched the antidepressant Zoloft sell out by June of 2020. Mm -hmm. We have had untold deaths that are going to expand and go into time exponentially based upon this thing we've done right now, this pandemic that's not really been COVID, it's been fear. And I hold these people accountable, and I know that they're the ones that have to pay hell, literally, if they don't repent. And we've just got to take a different angle. My wife and I have decided since then we're going to be hope dealers all the way through. And I don't care what happens. We're going to die on that hill of hope. I know you're there too with me. And um, we're not going to stop. No. And, and, and that begins really with telling the truth. I had a, a, a question come in to the podcast the other day, and I'll probably answer it on Monday, but it'd be nice to kind of get your perspective on this. This mm-hmm. mom was saying, listen, I, I'm a hairdresser and I work for myself, but I work in a salon. She said, I've been asking people, do you mind if I, do you know, do you want me to wear a mask? She said, at what point do I just start living my life normally? I said, right now, you start yeah. right now. And you say, nope, not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to ask you if I should wear a mask because as long as we continue to play into this narrative, this thing will never stop. I think the only way out of this is to stop doing, to just mass noncompliance. I would encourage that person to do this very thing, to embrace what maybe I'm saying to you right now, that you, you want to stop uh, bringing up the seed of fear yeah. and doubt. Don't communicate the seed of fear and doubt anymore because that, Either way, it doesn't help anybody. So if you say to someone, you want me to wear a mask or not, you've just communicated fear. Well, that's a seed that can blossom in their lives. And instead, I would submit, live your life, be free. And if they ask you to do something, you make that decision. Mm -hmm. But don't bring it up. You don't live in fear. You live in faith and you be an infectious faith giver. And you watch your clientele are going to comment on you, ma'am, they're going to say, thank you for not even asking me. You watch that's going to, it's going to happen. Yeah. I, I could not, I could not agree with you more. We've got to change the narrative. Now is the time we've been on. I think we're going to see the equivalent of the Nuremberg trials when this is over. I hope that, you know, father Fauci, the high priest of the branch Covidians and all these people are peddling this lies and this fear and this panic. I hope they go to prison. Uh, when this is over. And it will be over. And I think that's what I want our listeners to know. This isn't going to go on forever. It will be over. You know, I keep, I'm tired. I don't know if you've seen these shirts, but I keep pop, they keep popping up on my social media and they say, uh, normal isn't coming back. Jesus is. And I'm like, Oh, like I, okay. Yes, I agree. But this idea that we can never get this country back, that we can never regain our footing. We can never tell the truth again. Uh, and until Jesus comes back, I reject that. I reject that on its face, a hundred percent. But it's going to take, it's going to take all of us telling the truth. And one of the lies that we are under right now is this myth that it's the vaccine that we need and no one's talking about natural immunity. 
And you have a very different opinion about the obviously than the mainstream media is letting letting. Why is it so important that we start talking about natural immunity? Well, first of all, you go back and look at the history of vaccines. Uh, again, I'm talking pre Reagan era where he turned over vaccine liability from the vaccine companies to the government. Okay, so pre then, you had vaccines that were out there probably for good reasons, trying to stop things like polio, and they had this years of development under the idea that you could bring in a little bit of a small, inert, harmless piece of the pathogen, and the body would see that, and then it would, through God's system, now this is very important, through God's unexplainable, infinite, amazing, awesome system, it would adapt to see that little small inert pathogen, and it would create a memory of antibodies. So every time it saw something similar, it would have this adaptive or historical or memory immunity. A pretty good idea on its face, but when it was um, prophetized, I will say, by that transference of liability, taking the risk out of it for uh, vaccine manufacturers, people start investing in vaccines. And anytime you start making money from something, money can cloud you. Money's not the problem, but the love of money is. And people started loving money more than people. And that's what happened. And then you went from five vaccines being used annually for kids under two to within one year, 23 use. So there was a massive switch. And at that moment in history, vaccines became less relevant because they were sped through under questionable circumstances at best. And then now you have this thing called Operation Warp Speed. And again, I highly disagreed with Warp Speed on anything that's rolled out to the global populace. That made no sense to me. I'm not knocking the individuals that did that. I'm saying that in my mind, in my heart, that didn't make sense. Because if God were to create or allow to be created any virus that was destroying mankind, we would say that's part of God's plan. But if we believe it's evil, which you and I just convinced it is, then we have to believe that no matter what mankind does to create something to try to destroy mankind, God and his power can still create something bigger to defend it. Examples, part A, C. Boom. How do you do that? Uh, Examples, run out of a land that you're being taken to giants and armies that are out bigger and badder and tougher and outnumber you. And mm-hmm. we see walls fall down with just the blow of a, hum- a trumpet. You know, these are historical facts that happened. And it's the same God that we have now. And so when I look at this and the idea of natural immunity, the, Heidi, there's no way. And I mean that intense. There's no way that any man on this planet is ever going to understand all the ways of God. Our system is far too complex. Mm -hmm. And for these persons to, with great egotistical attitudes, to say that we're going to hack the system and hijack the system and we can do better. That is the epitome of the Antichrist spirit. 
Would you like to support American businesses with American products, issuing things that are made right here in the United States? One place to start is MyPillow. These guys are more than pillows. They have bedding, mattresses, slippers, clothing, all kinds of accessories for your home. And you can get 66% off by going to MyPillow.com and using the promo code Heidi. That's up to 66% off at MyPillow.com. Use the promo code Heidi or call 1-800-447-0541. I have said for months, and I would love to know if you agree with the sentiment, I I think that you will, that when this is over, there will be two prevailing uh, human pieces of our human nature that rise to the surface. One is greed and the other is hubris. And you basically just described both of them. This fact that we're not talking about natural immunity, you and I, I mean, I've had COVID, you know, so I don't need to go out there and get, and get that vaccine. And yet we're, we're watching every single day, people losing their jobs. I told you right before we did this recording that a mom from Washougal high school here in, uh, in, uh, Southwest Washington just sent me a video of a hundred kids being sent home from school because they, they won't play pandemic. They won't wear the mask anymore. A 10 year old child being sent home from an elementary school in Vancouver, Washington, because she won't wear a mask. This is wrong. Mm -hmm. This is wrong. We're not treating our bodies with the respect that a temple of the living God deserves. And the Bible speaks to this, doesn't it? It does. I mean, there's a couple of different passages there that people can reference if they want to look up. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I believe verse 16, 17, 18, something like that, maybe 18 and 19. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. Here we see the questions asked in both of those passages. Don't you know that your body is the temple of God? And then it goes on. And so the temple, meaning this is where God lives. And Jesus said that, you know, one day we're not going to worship God in this building. We're going to worship being in spirit and truth. And in this body, this is going to be your temple. I'll make my home with men, you know, women too, the the ideas. Mm -hmm. And then you see later on the end times um, conversation in the book of Thessalonians, um, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. And you get down to verse 4. And you see the idea, and people should read that too specifically, when uh, the, the, the men or man of sin or the spirit of sin exalts himself in the temple of God and claims to be God. Mm. That's exactly what we're seeing right now. We're seeing people that believe and have professed that they uh, are going to try to hack the human system and begin to control human behavior and begin to monitor human behavior with, you know, internal chips to sort of uh, reward you based upon social scores, credit scores. It's already happening in China. Yeah, this is a real deal we're seeing. And we need to like be aware of this. And you're right. As, as believers, I encourage everyone to stand your ground. Mm -hmm. Do not fear. And no matter what comes your way, it doesn't matter. I mean, mm-hmm. as we like to say, we're bought and paid for anyway. Right. That gives me great peace. You know, even in the middle of this time, when it's, it's, it's got pain all over it. You're right. There still will be a group that will rise above, and that's God's people. And they're going to be mm-hmm. protected. They'll be preserved, and they'll be prospered. Mm. I love that. I think it's true. I've got a question. I know a lot of people listening to this are, they're wondering, how dependable 
is natural immunity. Because when you talked about the polio vaccine, you know, we keep getting labeled as anti-vaxxers and I've been yeah. telling people forever, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I want to see the science. I, I believe, you know, God gives us the ability to understand parts of the human body and ways yeah. to, we can bolster our own immune system. So, I mean, if a doctor comes up with, you know, I had uh, Dr. Richard Bartlett on here not long ago and he was talking about budesonide and he was saying the Lord really gave that to him. He said, yeah. I was on my face before the Lord saying, Lord, how can I help open up the lungs of these people who are suffering under this uh, COVID-induced pneumonia? And he said, the Lord said, budesonide. It's it's available. It's already here. So I know that God works through medicine. He does. Uh, But we're not talking in the culture right now about our amazing immune system that God has already built right within us the ability to uh, develop natural immunity. So can you tell for just a couple of minutes, say, what is natural immunity and then how dependable is it? Because there are a lot of people listening and going, I just don't know what to believe. Well, natural immunity is when there's two forms. There's innate, which we acquire from, you know, our, our mother and father, right? This innate immunity that we pass on. And there's differences in all of us, of course, like there's differences genetically in all of us anyway. Um, but as we are born and as we begin to experience this environment, we call uh, the earth, right? Out, out our, outside of the mama's womb, we begin to have to adapt Keyword, adapt the microbes, parasites, uh, bacteria, viruses that are in the air. So we have a system that's supposed to, get this, supposed to interact with all these things to develop the defenses necessary to deal with all these things later in life. And a lot of that happens when we're young. My wife yes. said something brilliant one day, which she says brilliant things all the time. But she says, Mark, do you realize <laughs> the immune system the only way it can get strong, just like the physical body, is if it's exercised. And what is exercise? That means it's challenged. It's mm. challenged with bacteria, parasites, um, viruses, fungi. And so that causes that adaptation to occur. And that is stored in the infinite memory of the greatest creation ever created in the image and by the hand of God us as human beings. And so in a nutshell, that's how the adaptive immunity works. And for us to try to outdo that is utter foolishness because this is a tough statement that people need to get their arms around. This is deep that even the virus, coronavirus, get this, was made by God because everything in the earth was created by God. And Mm -hmm. so to say that that was created to kill us is foolishness too. And anything man takes and tries to modify and gets his hand in, it makes it dangerous because it took the hand of God out of it. You know, modified foods, you know, it's, it's a whole cascade of man putting their hand upon God's perfection. And when that happens, we have disaster. Hmm, And that's what we're facing right now. So to the person who is listening right now, I mean, there's a massive push right now from the CDC, especially to vaccinate children. We saw uh, Dr. Robert Malone come out and say, please do not do this. You know, this, the the damage that is being caused by this mRNA technology, particularly in children will be irreversible. You will not be able to, to uh, reverse it. You will not be able to correct it. How, important is it? You know, I remember getting the chicken pox. Did you get the chicken pox? I can't remember, but my, I think my mom said I did. I remember. So I got it once 
and I had kind of a mild, you know, version of it. And you know yeah. what? Six months later, I got it again, and it came back with a vengeance. I mean, I had chicken pox everywhere that there could be a pox. I had one. It was awful. I remember my mom just, you know, slathering me with all kinds of stuff to try to keep it from itching. Right. But guess what? I never got again. Chicken I never pox. got chicken pox again. And so when I was offered a chicken pox vaccine, the first thing I said was, oh, no, yeah, I've already had chicken pox. And then they said, oh, yeah, great, moving on. They're not doing that now. No. You can go to them and say, I've already had the Rona. And they go, well, we want you to get vaccinated anyway. It just feels diabolical and icky and yucky and wrong. How do parents argue on behalf of their children and themselves to make the case for natural immunity, how dependable is natural immunity? Well, number one, let's just establish the fact that parents are given, uh, kids are given to parents by God, and parents are to direct their care, physically, emotionally, spiritually, et cetera, the training. We're to train up a child in which you go. That's not to the school, the doctor, that's the parents, right? We make that And the call. parents are responsible, ultimately, if your child is injured yeah. by this vaccine, guess who's going to bear that weight of responsibility for the rest of the life of the child? It's the that's parent. That's right. Parents that's need right. to own that. Now, I was looking at some studies recently out of countries that have had high prevalences of vaccine. The country of Israel. Did you know it's one of the most vaccinated countries? They're like on their fourth, their fourth yeah, shot people now. Can, can look this up right now. There's a study over there that they came out with within the last, I think it was month, that said, oh, wait a minute. Natural immunity may be 13 times stronger than vaccine immunity. Right. So and yet what are they doing? Yeah, these studies are starting to come out now, you know. So, and it makes sense, Heidi, because like when you start bringing in vaccines, you're provoking an immune system by outside in as you control it, rather than allowing the immune system to be provoked by its own timing, its own tempo around the environment. It's not our job as doctors or individuals to provoke an immune system. That was God's job, right? And so, again, I'm not anti-vaccine either. But mm-hmm. this one here specifically is is made as a profitable weapon. I know systems that are given money for percentages of employees, percentages of patients taking the vaccine, and they're bonused on that through a scale. And that is not okay. It's crazy. It's crazy and it's evil, and uh, and we need to start talking about it. You know, as as long as we have the wisdom that comes from the Lord, right? We know that that we are called to be discerning, right? Jesus said that I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves, that you need to learn to be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. And it's not wrong to ask questions, particularly when we're talking about our health. And you guys have taken an incredible stand there. You've treated obviously successfully now coming up on 10,000 patients, haven't lost a single one to COVID. And I believe, you know, uh, that doctors like you and your wife, these are going to be, you know, when this is over and it will be over, you know, it's not going to, this isn't going to last forever. We're having to stand for freedom now and to stand for truth now. But when it, when it comes down, just like, you know, you peel back the layers of any historical, uh, 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 activity or action, and you see the people that told the truth rise to the surface. And it's very important for people to do their homework, to take care of their bodies. You were here last time, uh, and we talked about uh, the the really the the evil nature of these mandates. And I kind of I want to sort of uh, end on that note today because I want to give people the courage to stand up. You see, I'm wearing my like no more mandate shirt. Yeah. You know, 
great. I love wearing this thing to the store. People kind of like, oh, stay with that girl. She's going to, she's going to start a, she's going to pick a fight. No, she's I'm not going to pick spreader. a fight. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm a, I'm a mass hope spreader because I want yeah. that, you know, the Bible says that we should be prepared to give an answer. Uh, and I think that the same thing is true now. So what, what do you say to the people? There are so many people, uh, Mark, right now that are suffering. Uh, the suicide rate around the country skyrocketing, the mental health of people who have been now under these lockdowns and these terrible mandates for going on to, you know, we're outside of two years. What is the way home? What is our way out of this uh, situation that we've, that we've been put into? Well, I, I'll speak direct to the people because from an experiential standpoint, I get pretty emotional with this because my own mother committed suicide back in 2002. And and I, I dealt with that, so I know what hopelessness can uh, happen. And I watched people in my police career, you know, literally put a gun to their head and blow their brains out right in front of me. So wow. I've seen death in front of my face, and I've had to deal with it. And here's what I would say to people: listen carefully, seek out hope, seek out God, because He tells us He's our ever-present help in time of trouble. I believe that's Psalm 46. If he's our ever-present help in time of trouble, test him on that, please. Before you do anything, before you say anything, before you act, test him on that. He gives me peace every day in the middle of that. He gives Heidi peace every day in the middle of that. And all I can tell you is it's a peace that I can't understand. So I just ask you right now to stop where you are and just ask God to give you and show you peace. If you want to yell at him, Go ahead. He can handle that. If you want to scream at him, cry to him, it's okay. But seek him first. And I promise you this, he'll give you peace like he gives me every day. We're in the same battle, man. The same war. We're on the same team. I need you to not make a permanent decision for a temporary problem. Mm. Hang in there. Your setback that you're experiencing right now is just preparation for your comeback that's going to happen in your future. So hang tight. It'll be all right. Mm, I so appreciate that. You really are a hope dealer, Mark Sherwood. I appreciate so much your love for people. It's evident in what uh, you have spent your life doing, you know, even with the power team and being a mm. police officer and now running for governor. Just really quickly, yeah. you and I have so much in common, which is why it's a yeah. hoot having you on here. Because oh, yeah. like, hey, you know, we're still working full time. And now, uh, you know, because you're a guy who's focused on solutions yeah. and you see the problem in in, uh, in our government. Tell everybody where they can find you. And just in the last 30 seconds, we have here a little bit about your run for governor. Yeah, if they want to find our clinic, then go to Sherwood.tv. And if they want to look at our gubernatorial platforms, go to Sherwood2022.com. There's an app there. And I highly encourage people to download that and use the issues there as mm-hmm. even an educational vetting process for your own candidates in your own town. You know, because they're laid out there nice. So use as a tool. We want to help you. And uh, pray for us, please, like you mm-hmm. pray for Heidi. We need to do that. We need to step up and um, just be encouraged, everyone, and thanks for all your love. Mark Sherwood, you are a national treasure located right there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, I tend to get through Oklahoma a couple times a couple times a year. So I'm excited about your candidacy, excited about the platform, really, that God has given you. Yeah. And you have stewarded it well, and I believe this is true. The Bible teaches us that he who can be trusted with little 
can be entrusted with much. And obviously the Lord has given you quite a bit to be entrusted with. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. And I'm going to have you back. We're going to, we're going to try to make a, a regular feature out of bringing you on and just talking about what's, uh, what's happening in the culture and, and uh, dealing some hope to people who need it heading into the weekend. So Mark Sherwood, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. For more information about Mark Sherwood and his medical practice and also his run for governor, I will link back to that in the show notes today. You guys can find that at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Scroll on down and all the links will be there. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Love your families well. Invest in the things that are most important. And I will see you back here on Monday at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.